All right, Raf. Thanks so much, man, for being part of the podcast. And uh, I appreciate. Here, we're it, just gonna man. talk about your journey, man. Like, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe you can start. And you told me, told me, like, when you're messaging that um, you haven't really shared your spiritual journey. And I just want to ask, like, like when did you start even like thinking about uh spirituality? Like, maybe you can. Wow. Well, I was raised I was raised Catholic, so uh, there's always been that uh, the urge or that drive to find something deeper. Uh, always questioning how God is like, and uh, um, not to uh, uh, not to put down religion or anything, but uh, from my personal experience in Catholicism, I just never found uh, I, I never got that fulfillment. I was uh, I was searching for when it came to uh, answering the truth about God. It seemed like nobody could answer that. Of course, it's such a, such a vast energy to talk mm-hmm. about. Of course, nobody could define it. It's just that I had a lot of questions about uh, being raised as a Catholic. And uh, after I probably my teenage years, um, I felt that uh, religion had failed me because of the things that I w- was going through in life. That I started to uh, look into Christianity or what they actually call being a Protestant. Because, you know, mm-hmm. Christianity was actually split into two, right? You had the Protestants yeah, yeah. and you had the Catholics. So I, I, I tried looking into what the people in the Philippines these days called, call uh, Christianity. Um, I saw the different type of praying, the different type of worshiping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I also looked into Buddhism. I looked into Ju- Judaism and Rastafari, uh, Islam. Uh, I, I pretty much researched a general idea uh, yeah. uh, about the, the various religions and the, the various dogmas. And uh, I personally came to a conclusion and find, found out that uh, they all seem to be talking about one higher power. And uh, exactly. growing, growing up in Norway, we were always taught that uh, the Samis, the natives of Norway, they have 128 words for snow. That's amazing. You know, yeah, it depends on what kind of texture it is, but it's still yeah. snow. So it dawned upon me at uh, in my mid twenties that could we be talking about the same thing? Because I was traveling, I was going to uh, around Europe, uh, 2011, 2012, and I actually sat in taxis discussing religions with uh, with uh, the different uh, taxi drivers there. So you could see the different uh, religions they all pertain to. And yeah. it was especially this one guy who drove me to the airport. Um, he opened up to me about his religion, Islam. And I opened up about my uh, perspective about all the religions. And mm-hmm. basically a 45 minute drive from uh, central Amsterdam to the airport, Shipol, uh, he, he ended up in tears, basically, because I made him, I opened up to him how I could see that everything seemed to be pointing to a higher power. And in doing so, he basically realized that day that it was all about love. So I got yeah. the taxi for free and uh, uh, I came back to the Philippines after that and my grandfather died and I felt like I had to pray now and compensate hanging out with him in my mind by the ocean because he was a fisherman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, for some reason my surfing improved I was sitting there in the ocean one time and I don't know how to explain this this is this is going to sound really weird but I felt a conversation happening I could not hear 
not listen. Yeah. A con- I could feel a conversation happening between me and my grandfather. And after that, the way I looked at the ocean, the, 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 my level of surfing just increased basically like overnight. And uh, I kept going out to the ocean to look for my grandfather. And more than anything, uh, more than my whole life, I felt that I was closer to him than ever. And I had this guiding voice in my head whenever I would go around in the city, uh, whenever I would listen to it. And up till now, I still have it, but it's not as strong as it used to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, I had this weird experience in the ocean. And I came to the city. I was just like, like dumbfounded because I felt like I found like, uh, I call this like, uh, you know, the matrix, he finally sees the matrix. Yeah, yeah, totally. Hello? Yeah, you're still there, Raf. I can hear you. I don't know if you can hear me. You're, you, you still see me? I can see you now. Yeah. Sorry about uh, that. To what point did you hear? All good, man. Uh, no, you were just, you were still talking about um, you going back to the city. Yeah, yeah. So from that experience I had, uh, well, having that conversation with my grandfather or whoever it was, I came back to the city and uh, I immediately talked to one of those spiritual healers or these, uh, uh, what do you call them? These shamans, our local yeah. shamans, basically. The ones with third eye. And uh, they kept telling me, uh, three of them, they kept telling me that there's someone watching over me an old old soul was watching over me so from there i started believing that uh, you know we have our ancestors in our back black panther came out and uh, uh, i just picked a lot of uh, ideas and perspective from there that i could apply to uh, basically what i was experiencing yeah. and then uh, from that moment after i i just remember i i didn't want the things that I used to want before, like uh, the nice cars, the big house, lots of money. More than anything, if I if I could choose what to have, would be of course unlimited uh, food supply and peace of mind. Yeah, that would yeah. like that that conquers anything. And then from from there on, I always like uh, I, I still pray at night every every night. Ever since I was a kid, I was raised Catholic, but I, I changed the word God to universe. I, mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, I, I tried to find a more universal language for who I was praying to so that the prayer could be passed on and not having to be all dogmatic, basically. So I love that. I love that. And, and yeah. maybe you can share, Raf. Thanks so much for sharing that. I love the whole, <laughs> you had yeah. this like epiphany and like sort of an awakening and for you, like, I mean, because I was also raised Catholic. Like, I was actually yeah. raised Opus Dei. So, it was very oh, intense, you know. Latin. But, yeah. And, like, but yeah, I'm curious yeah. about your, the evolution of prayer for you. Like, because, like, uh, like, with me, it was always asking stuff. Eh? But, yeah, like, now yeah. I feel like it's not really asking. It's more, like, having a conversation. Like, listen, the right. listening part. No, no one really taught me that. Eh? But I'm curious yeah, about yeah. Your, your side. Like, how was it evolved oh. throughout the years? Oh, um, well, the first one I was, uh, the first prayer I was taught was uh, my guardian angel or our father. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's a classic one. Our father, yeah. it's, a, it's a very Christian uh, um, prayer. And uh, I still pray it up to now. It's just that it evolved to different words, basically. Like, uh, for example, our father in heaven became, it's now our creator yeah. outside the universe. Yeah. 
yeah. you know uh may we respect your name may your may your creations come to fulfillment through our manifestation and how we yeah. create our surroundings basically so uh it's still our father it's just that the meaning of the words are different now for me um and uh, oh that's another thing that i forgot to share uh catholicism uh, if you notice, uh, when they pray, it's very solemn. It's very uh, trans-ic. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, Our Father, Holy Mary, Mother of Grace. Yeah, and then you yeah. have the Christianity, which is like all praise, like, oh, Lord, free mm. me now, right? So yeah, I, yeah. I basically found a connection in both of them. Um, being raised like meditative in Catholicism, how so solemn and, you know, asking for forgiveness, please be, uh, please feel sorry for me, maawa kayo, versus the, oh Lord, praise you, and like, you know, throwing out the energy rather than receiving energy. Yeah, yeah. I found a way to combine both of them because like it is giving and receiving of energy in the end. It is. And it I think uh, it's applicable to whoever notices the difference because if 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 you're very solemn and very, transic you're not gonna you know appreciate the whole praising thing but if you're super extrovert you're gonna love a christian church yeah. and how they express yeah. themselves and listen to that music so i think it's to each in its own like i said earlier i was raised knowing that the sami said 128 words for snow i also think that there are over seven or maybe just seven billion ways to communicate with whoever you believe created you and if you don't believe that anything created you then uh there's something that you must follow, I guess. Mm -hmm. And if for not, sure. then, for sure. then it's just something there, you know, and whatever guides you in life and makes you the best version of yourself that you could possibly be. I think that's the best thing for everyone. I, I don't think that. there's I, like a tailor made for anyone. Exactly. And I like what you said about like, just finding something that brings out the best in you and yeah. that, that helps you evolve. And, you know, I know you surf, you know, you've, um, we've talked about uh, plant medicine and, you know, just living near nature. And like, yeah. maybe you can share, like, I guess your insights about all these experiences, you know, like surfing has a stoke, you know, like doing, being active, you know, being, doing things that are good for your mind, for your body, being in meditation. Like, um, yeah. maybe you can share like some of the experiences, especially in the pandemic. And we met in La Union. You know, and, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, when things were still kind of like closed, but like, you know, we found community in, you know, stepping out of the city. So maybe you can share some yeah, of your yeah. insights. Yeah. Um, well, when you touch about the whole surfing and getting stoked and, uh, and uh, you do something to get that endorphin or that dopamine rush that makes you realize things. I mean, uh, someone told me once that Jack Johnson, the, the musician, yeah. what he would do, he would surf big waves. And after that experience, he would write a song, you know, so basically you're, I guess the, the word for another word for stoke, another word for the dopamine rush that you get from doing your favorite hobby is basically, it's a high, It is a you high, know, you feel sure. euphoric, you're high. So mm -hmm. in this high, when you're closer to God or closer to your creator, uh, I, I, I think that you can find, uh, uh, a connection where you can translate it through whatever your talent is, whether that be acting, writing, or painting. And during this high, you're more connected to 
the Akashic records or whatever. For sure, man. Like, for sure. Know? For sure. So, uh, yeah, like with me, when I'm surfing, attending your sound bath, for example, for me, it breaks that barrier of just being that regular human that we're taught yeah. to be. Yeah. You know, we're taught to think in a certain way, but once you break out of it using that high, you basically see another perspective. And I don't know, I think it, uh, most people that I know, it has helped them become better versions of themselves, which is always, I mean, not always, which is more often than not trying to become more loving. It's always about yeah. becoming more loving. The highest version of yourself that I've seen from other people, their highest self is always more loving. So if you just keep on, getting more love then i don't think you can do that much wrong if you're very conscious about that you're aiming for love to spread that you know? I, I totally agree and i think um you know like that, that brings me to like a question for you about uh because you act and acting yeah. is a craft and it, it's, it's a lot of giving it's a lot of sharing it's a lot of yeah. actually people watching you and and you sharing your energy with other people and you know, I mean, I'm, you know, there are always these assumptions about um, showbiz and uh, celebrity culture, but I feel like, you know, get, getting to know you then, like even the, the, in all of our sound baths and conversations, like I feel like uh, you emanate a certain vibe and it's like, it's very magnetic. And I'm curious about how you bring that energy to your work because, you know, you're acting and long hours and, you know, I'm familiar with that industry from the other side from behind the scenes, but I'm curious about right. you um, maintaining this, this, this frequency in right. spite of being in a, in a, in a culture that's very go, 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 you know, you gotta like work long hours and it, it takes a lot of like, I guess, mental strength and physical yeah. strength. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you can share something about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when it came to the long hours, let's talk about it physically first, the long hours, I really had to get used to that. I, my first taping day lasted for like 24 hours and wow. I was new to the industry. I didn't know how to speak Tagalog. I didn't know it was going to last this long. I thought it was just like, you know, like, let's just shoot with friends. And I ended up leaving the set at 4am, but I showed up at 2am to join the pull-up going to Laguna. So I was like so tired. I had I I didn't know if I had the strength to keep doing this. I was gonna give up after my second week of taping. And then they said showbiz is really like this. And that's when I had to adjust. I started sleeping in between. I I uh, I eventually, after years and years of being in this industry, I eventually learned to bring my own comfortable chair, own comfortable entertainment, my PlayStation, my books, my uh, I also brought a guitar because I wanted to learn how to play music, um, your dumbbells, your workout, just make sure you're entertained all the time. And uh, it took me decade, uh, two decades to learn how to manage this physically. Wow. But huh. within a year, probably like seven years ago, I also learned like this type of meditation where you can relax your whole body and mind in uh, like less than 10 seconds. So I started using that on set. It's called the Silva method. I'm not sure if okay. you're familiar. No, no, no. Maybe you can but, share uh, um, more about that. Yeah, it's a technique by this guy named Jose Silva. I first read about it when I was like in grade three. My mom was into these mental things. So uh, okay. she, I, uh, I read about it. And Silva method is basically a, a technique. It's a meditation technique where it also involves self-hypnosis. Wow. So basically you associate, for example, your thoughts with the, with the, uh, 
number three. Okay. Uh, you associate no thoughts with number two, and you associate complete relaxation with the number one. So once you've meditated ah. and programmed your brain into three to one, all you got to do now to reach that alpha state where you want to be when you're meditating, the alpha waves, is close your eyes and go three, two, one. Like wow. it, it helps you, it helps you uh, program your mind into getting there faster. And uh, I've been using that on the set. Um, but the most effective thing on set physically is basically knowing what you're supposed to do. Basically, I mean, yeah. I always have my lines down, so I'm ready anytime when they call me. So I'll basically sleep the whole day when I'm taping. If I'm not doing a scene, I'm sleeping. And then wow, uh, mentally, yeah, and mentally, of course, uh, meditation helped a lot because when it comes to acting, this is what I've realized that when you do certain actions, for example, I have like a, I flip out, I get angry, I. I break stuff, right? And when the director says cut, my body won't be on a, in a regular state. My whole body will still be shaking. Mm -hmm. When I'm drinking the coffee, I, I will still be shaking because the body doesn't know the difference. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's where it takes a big toll on you when, when the body thinks it's real and your mind knows it's fake and then you go home without debriefing your mind and then you're stuck in bed not knowing why you can't sleep tonight because you're filled with adrenaline. You haven't been able to calm yourself down. You haven't told your body, okay, this is, this is just acting. This isn't real. So uh, in the mental preparation, I just learned how to debrief after each day of taping because there was a time when I did theater. I, I did this play called Oedipus Rex. And you know, mm -hmm. Oedipus Rex, he basically yeah. murders his dad and uh, marries his mom. So there was like a big psychological hindrance for me for like at least three months i didn't talk to my parents didn't talk to my friends i was just isolating myself in the room and then uh, my mom asked me what was wrong with me and i told her I, I i have a hard time talking and opening up to you guys and then i talked to this veteran actor in theater his name is jamie wilson uh he told me that um i gotta do something that raft does like something that Raph does that I know that only Raph does this, not my mm. character. So uh, the only thing that I could think of way, way back then when I was younger and uh, I was into all these herbal remedies was to basically, you know, roll a J and uh, smoke it because that's when I knew that this is Raph. My character would never do this. And then that's my way of debriefing. So uh, after each taping day, that's what I do now. I debrief in some way or another so that I know that this is back to my old self again. I love so that's that. That's the physical the, and mental side of it. Debriefing, I love that term. Yeah. And since you just talked about, uh, you know, plant medicine um, and, you know, it, it, it's so big everywhere around the world. It's getting yeah, legalized, yeah. decriminalized, psychedelics. Like, I want to hear your thoughts about, um, you know, all of those, like in terms of like how it's helping a lot of people with trauma, a lot of people with a lot of sickness. Yeah. And just how it's like, a, you know, that, that, that stigma of it being bad was really part of, a, I mean, honestly, I don't think a lot of people know about it. It, it was a, a propaganda, right? Yeah, it was yeah. really like political propaganda. And I feel like now people are really seeing the benefits of all these um, plant medicine. Yeah, well, we could start with by, not, by trying not to sound politically unethical yeah 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 for, you know, sure, like, for uh, sure we all know uh, it's a fact that it's all about money anyway 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that in our country, especially the Philippines, I mean, the Philippines, um, I don't think the government is ready to legalize it because they don't have their supply yet. Once they have mm-hmm. their supply, once they have their fields where they yeah. can grow, that's the only time they'll start legalizing it because with legalization comes taxation. With yeah. taxation comes the monopoly and with monopoly mm-hmm. comes them taking over everything. So with that in mind, of course, they want to take over everything. Yeah. I believe that legalization is not the way. Although I do support the whole movement, you know, uh, uh, formal and PCCS, uh, I, I, I believe and I support their movement. I just don't believe that the, the way the people will benefit from legalization, uh, I mean, legalization would not benefit the people. I think decriminalization would give a bigger chunk to the people rather than the government. Uh, but on, in, ter- in, in those terms also, it will give a bigger room for abuse, of course. And uh, I think the average Filipino, when it comes to using this herbal remedy, I don't think the people are ready, to be honest, because there's a lot of people who want to escape. Alcohol is still being abused. I believe that maybe in one way or another, we could regulate it medically. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's really sad that uh, it has such a bad perception. Um, I've been traveling the different surf spots in the provinces and I talk to nine-year-old kids and they already know that it's medicine because their parents or their grandparents used it in their tea. Uh, I've been to the mountain provinces and the elders there, they know that it's medicine. Um, The majority of the people that we hang out with, uh, the community of spirituality and being woke, they know that it's medicine. Mm -hmm. You know, and everybody seems to know that it's medicine, but the government doesn't seem to want to give it to us. So I believe maybe that's because of profit or because a lot of um, other companies or other uh, profiting uh, side hustles might suffer because this plant might actually replace more than 50% of the medicines being bought for ailments, you know. No, so it's a sure, big market against and uh, yeah um, more than anything I think that uh, people should uh, do their own research you know it's not for everyone it's not mm-hmm. for everyone I've, I've seen people go weird on it and uh, I think you should research what's for you and if, as long as you're not harming anyone and you have your own way of healing your ailments then uh, we should accept each other's way of living you know yeah no totally totally I really think that's that's important, you know, like, I mean, people, even if you're interested in it, you know, it benefits you. I think people need to realize that it doesn't work for everyone, you know, yeah. like whatever works for you, you got to respect that. You know, you got, there are other forms of medicine, you know, with meditation, exercise, yeah. and which brings me to like my next, actually, like this is probably the last question. It's a big question and okay. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but like, I feel <laughs> like you, I don't know, this might resonate with you. Um, you know, like we're, we've been going through a tough time in the past two years now. And I feel like, you know, the whole two years felt for me, it really felt like a squeeze, you know, like yeah. a self and it makes it makes you like want to like dig deeper and like really ask yourself like pretty big questions. And, you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm curious, like what in the past two years up to now, like what 
what has um come to mind in terms of like your mission like what has been right. your calling lately in terms of right. like you know how to live your life you know i don't mean right. this professionally i don't mean this um it can be a very broad universal answer but i guess you know like you know i like asking myself and you know you 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 mentioned karina that you you studied buddhism and i I always remember this from my time in the monastery, like when they did this, right. we had a class and they were telling us to think about death, wherein right. death could come at any moment. But it's not there to scare you. It's just there to remind you yeah. that how do you want to live your life? Yeah. And I'm curious, like, and you, I know you kind of touched on it in the beginning of this conversation, but like, maybe like you can expound on, you know, what kind of life do you want to live now? Like, I mean, like, what right. is your mission now moving forward right right um well let's start with uh i chase peace of mind i Mm -hmm. i that's that's more than anything i just really want peace of mind and to be free to do whatever i want to do um i guess in the world we live in uh i have a lot of friends who are are so spiritually woke they just want to live in the forest or you know live on a farm and stuff like that i get that i want to get there but i also understand that we live in a system where that's pretty difficult to do unless you are financially free or you're at the bottom and you have nothing mm-hmm. being in between you know like michael jackson's song like you know uh, try to get under you're stuck in the middle you try to get above a pretty young thing uh, Anyway, I'm babbling. Um, it's, it's difficult to balance the two. The way I want to live my life is to find a balance between uh, stepping out of the system and having one foot inside the system. Um, I respect the ones who want to completely out. I respect the ones who are completely in. But I believe that in this world that we live in, for me, if I were to be to fulfill my spiritual journey, it would have to be a balance between the two. That's also why I have my tattoos, basically. It's like, it's the beach life and the city life. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so it's basically <laughs> to balance out the, 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 two, um, the, the two dimensions. That's what I like to call it. Um, when it comes to the past two years that we've been living, in the beginning, I didn't really believe that it was going to go this far. I didn't, yeah. I had no idea it was going to get this messed up. But in the beginning, I didn't really believe in it because I, I've always, like, for the past years of my life, I've been living it with like an alchemist mind. You know that story? Um, I forgot who told it, but it's an ancient story about a man who had a horse, right? And then one day, the horse ran away from the village. So the villagers told him, oh, how unfortunate. But then he said, maybe. The next day, the horse came back with five other horses. So the villagers were like, wow, dude, how fortunate. But then the guy said, maybe. Then his son tried to tame the five horses and broke his leg because of that. So the villagers were like, ah, that's unfortunate. But then the guy went, maybe. A week after, the army came to recruit for fighters, to recruit them to like fight for the country. But they couldn't get his son because he had broken his leg. Mm. So the villager said, how fortunate. And then the guy said, maybe. You know, so, yeah, so with that alchemist type of mind, with the pandemic, um, a lot of things stopped. 
uh, a lot of supplies were broken and uh, basically everybody had to find a way to survive. Uh, personally, I had to find some side hustles. Uh, I accepted roles that I wouldn't normally accept, but because, you know, financial needs, I accepted them. And uh, just like that story, I would say maybe it was unfortunate. Or maybe it's not unfortunate, but that depends yeah. on the outcome. So everything we're going through now, this whole pandemic, how we've learned how to survive. If you've learned how to survive during this pandemic, what more when there's no pandemic? Yeah. Then you'll probably yeah. thrive, right? So with the pandemic, it's unfortunate. Maybe. Maybe. I love Finding that. side hustles and being able to, to survive a pandemic and possibly thrive when all this goes away, that's probably fortunate. Exactly. Maybe. It is a mindset. I love that. I think that's so important because I think people, you know, a lot of people tend to kind of just see things as bad or good when yeah. it's perspective. I mean, yeah it's, yeah, it's bad when you're in the moment, but like yeah. five years from now, we're going to look back and say, hey, that was a challenging time, but, you know, yeah. we've learned we're better people, right? And exactly. I think that's what, what, that's what I feel like the the meditative experience, you know, surfing and being in community, it reminds you that there's no, for, in my opinion, there's no really good or bad, you know, it's yeah. just all intertwined and we're all exactly. learning, we're all evolving. And, yeah. you know, if you can, if you trust that things are just evolving the way they need to evolve yeah. and, you know, life will be good and you won't yeah. need to be stressed out. You won't need to like be so, worried and so scared that you know life yeah. is working for all of us not just for you know it's not it's not against us to be honest exactly yep yeah and then that, that i want to share like a nugget of wisdom like, please uh, please uh i completely lost it bro it's okay, <laughs> what, man, talking, it's okay. what were we talking about right before this man you said uh, something that triggered it well, you're, I was talking about the, um, there's no bad, there was such thing as bad or good. You yeah, know, there you go. So basically what I hacked out, like what I found within my spiritual journey that I would like to share um, is that, you know, life has its ups and downs. And we've been taught to live life linear, like past going forward, right? But that's what I've noticed with my spiritual journey. I'm, I can only speak for myself, but this might be able to shed light on other people who are also going through stuff. Is that I actually seem to believe at this moment that the whole spiritual journey is no way near linear. Mm -hmm. It's not linear, Nick. <laughs> That's it's what really I'm not, man. I may sound crazy right now, but no, it's no, not no, no. Like we're saying, uh, this is good stuff happening. This is bad stuff. But how can the good stuff happen? And how can you recognize the good stuff if the bad stuff didn't happen first? You have exactly. to be broken to be open. Yep. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> no, I love that, man. You're not crazy, bro. This is, yeah, yeah. This is the truth. And I wish people would see that, you know, like, it, it, I mean, I know people, some people would disagree with this, but it's a multiverse, man. Everything's yeah, happening exactly. simultaneously. The good yeah. is a trigger for whatever. The bad is all... It's all yes. moving. It's all evolution. Exactly. I mean, like, watch Interstellar, watch Inception, yeah. all these things. You know, I yeah. mean, these are movies that are made because there's some truth to it, right? Yes, and exactly. If you've, ex if, you have, if, you've, if you've experienced um, plant medicine, if you've experienced a very deep meditative state, 
you know that that's as real as waking life, maybe even more. Yes, so exactly. you know you gotta keep but you gotta keep your mind open because this isn't it for me. Yeah, this nah. conversation isn't it. We already had this conversation nah. before. We're just yeah. like in this reality, yeah. in this moment, it's just continuing, right? Exactly. Man. Like like for example, five years from now, when we look back at this, after all that we've discovered, five years from now, we I can feel that I look back at this and I'll cringe looking at myself mm-hmm. thinking that. I knew this back then, you know, like I look back 10 years from like the, the stuff I used to write in my posts and like, wow, how, how little I knew that. Yep. Like that was yep. the surface level. So like it keeps evolving. You keep getting deeper. And I think like when you first find spirituality or find that little, huh, what was that? There's a tendency to be like, yo guys, I found this. Yeah. Check this out. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But everybody has their own journey. And um, I'm not saying you shouldn't share your journey because it may be a catalyst to some, but for some, it's not a catalyst. Everybody takes yeah. their time to find it. And I think that everybody comes around eventually. You just have to find the right catalyst and trying to like spit your light on everyone because you found it. I think sometimes that's when they'll call you crazy. Yeah. And uh, that's why I'm very careful about sharing what I've experienced because uh, I've, I've, I've been put in that category, you know, but I don't mind it. It's just that, yeah. you know, I, I become really excited about stuff and I start sharing, but I keep forgetting to tell people that it's your own spiritual journey. I'm going through something now. I will gladly listen to you when you find something that you want to tell me because yeah. in the end, we're all just a big collective mind trying to just we share are. our experiences. We are, we are. Bro, Thank you so much for Yo, sharing. Bro. I knew it was going to be interesting. <laughs> and I yeah. knew, and it's just, just so really uh, refreshing to listen to, you know, like um, your stories and all your insights. And bro, thank you so much. I really, really yeah, appreciate it. Thank you so it. much, man. I learned a lot too, man, by you triggering those questions. Dude, thank, like, you, thank you, thank you. This will, this will happen again, I hope. Um, yeah, I think there's still sure. so much to talk about. But oh, yeah. again, brother, thank you so much. Right, Nick, much appreciated. It. Much take care, man. You take, take care, care too, bro. Okay. Thanks, bro. Have a good night. Thanks, bro. See you, bro. You too, man. See you.